Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Andy Murray, and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Hello and welcome to semi-finals day here at the Aegon Championships. We are the tennis podcast brought to you in association with The Telegraph and with Eurosport. I'm Catherine Whitaker, and joining me on this tennis podcast tonight and every night is Gigi Salmon. Marin Cilic was the first player to make it through to the semi-finals by beating Gilles Muller 6-3-5-7-6-4 and this was Cilic's reaction. Feeling really good on my serve and especially on the shots afterwards I was playing really well. In the second semi-final an emotional Feliciano Lopez overcame Grigor Dimitrov in a tight three-set affair. It means a lot for me going into the finals. No? It gives me a lot of confidence. I think I will need some of that confidence tomorrow. So Feliciano Lopez there and you will hear more from both finalists shortly as we look back on the two semi-finals and look ahead to the singles and doubles final. This is the Tennis Podcast in association with The Telegraph and with Eurosport live every day from the Queen's Club and Gigi. It's been a more rain-soaked day here. I know, it's weather chat, isn't it? The first half of this <laughs> week, it was we are melting temperatures of around 40 degrees or so outside. The spectators were so hot that they couldn't actually sit in their seats for the order of play because of the conditions. And now we've gone the other way. Graham Kimpton, the head groundsman here, very busy with his team, pulling the covers on and off. It's been a grey day, it's been a cool day. Frankly, it's been quite a cold day. It has been quite a cold day. Gigi and I just recorded a Facebook Live. <laughs> uh, we do a rap video and a preview uh, Facebook Live video every single day. The morning one with Greg Rosetsky and the evening one just with Gigi and myself. And it's the first time we've recorded it underneath an umbrella, Wet. under the canopy of an umbrella. Well, we started and off, we started off yeah. sans umbrella. Yeah, we started off. Uh, we started off sort of... French Open-esque, we could have played on, it was fine. Then it took a turn for the worst, and even on the clay, play would have been suspended. So we were kindly handed an umbrella. But I thought as it went on, bless you, your arm was getting a little bit heavy, and it was so low that our faces were actually covered for, yes. for the latter part of the face. It was a very I... large, heavy umbrella, and my umbrella-holding hand was developing cramp. I was like, I was squatting. <laughs> the umbrella was, was sagging over us, and the canopy was falling. But we're now undercover in the press conference room here at the Aegon Championships. The big desk where the players sit when they come into press is to our right, well, my right, Gigi's left. Marin Cilic has just been in and departed. He didn't stick around too long because he is still midway through a doubles match. He's still in the doubles. He was playing his 
doubles semi-final with partner Marcin Mikowski against Jamie Murray Bruno Suarez. They were moved over to court one when the rain came. And then when the rain came again, with them leading by a set and trailing in the second set, uh, Murray and Suarez had set point. In fact, they were at 5-3 in that second set. And Juice, which of course in doubles is set point, they were rained off for the night. So Marin Cilic is into the singles final and he's got half a foot in the doubles final, but he'll have to come back tomorrow and play the resumption of the double semi-final, then play the singles final, then potentially play the doubles final again. So you can understand why he perhaps didn't hang around in this press conference room too long. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a busy day for Marin Cilic, and you were speaking a little bit earlier, and I think you mentioned it to Marin Cilic, that only one man here has done the double-double, the, the, the single and the, the doubles-double, and that is, is Pete Sampras. It's, it's quite a feat to achieve that, because these... It's quite intense, the schedule, if you're playing both singles and doubles. And now Marin has found, maybe to his cost or maybe not, that he's still got the tail end of this doubles match. I mean, Bruno Suarez and Jamie Murray, the third seeds, came back. I think they were just shocked by this scratch pair they've never come across before. 6-1 they lost the first set. Yeah, they were 5 love down at one point. <laughs> they got themselves together in the second set. And you would think it would now edge towards the third seeds if they can convert that set point. But for Marin Cilic, it's a strange one. Tonight, it's not just about focusing on Feliciano Lopez, a man he's known well and played on many occasions. He's also got to think about the tail end of that doubles. Yeah, and as we know from speaking to Jonas Bjorkman, having him as a guest on the podcast earlier in the week, Jonas really wants him to win that doubles title. He wants him to win that as much as he wants him to win the singles. I mean, he was he was joking around, but he was serious about that. He really means business about Cilic playing the doubles here. Bjorkman is a former doubles champion here. So perhaps a reason why he's particularly incentivised for his man to win it. But there's going to be no hint of him not putting 100% effort in because he's focusing on the singles. I really think he wants to do the double. His eyes lit up when I informed him that Pete Sampras was the only man to have done it. I was going back through the archives and the honour rolls because I was sure that somebody would have done it. I thought that somebody was likely to have been a, Pete, uh, a, uh, a John McEnroe because, of course, he was famous for playing singles and doubles. No, John McEnroe did win the doubles and win the singles. Never did it in the same year. Pete Sampras, who was famous for not really playing any doubles at all. He did it in 1995, and his partner was Todd Martin. So there you go. And he went on to win Wimbledon, which he did most years, but... I think even if you enter it for a little bit of practice coming forward and being more aggressive and moving up from the baseline, which is what Jonas Bjorkman was hoping his charge would do, when you get to the semi-final and you're within touching distance of the final, you think, because I, I said to someone, do you think he could possibly withdraw from the doubles and just focus on the singles? And they said, no, I don't think he will. I think because the grass court season is so short, you don't have that much time to prepare for Wimbledon, what they're all aiming for, that this can only be a good thing for Chilich because of what he's working on on the doubles court, separate to what happens on the singles court. And of course he's got a partner in Marcin Mikowski, for whom doubles is the sole and primary goal. Uh, Doesn't play any singles, hasn't had the best year. It's a really big deal for him to potentially reach a final here. So there was all those considerations. And as we repeatedly discuss, Marin Cilic, the nicest tennis player on the planet, he's not going to let his doubles partner down. Not on the tennis planet, he's a nice man. That's what I'm trying to say. He's a (laughs) lovely man. And today uh, he fired 20 aces in the match. It's his third Queen's final. Of course, he won it. In 2012, not in the fashion he would have wanted. He won by default, of course. That was the year that there was the Nalbandian incident in the final. Nothing to do with Marin Cilic, and he may very well have gone on to win that match by rights. But, of course, we all remember that he won by default after David Nalbandian hit out in anger and inadvertently injured a lines person. So Marin Cilic, I think, will be desperate to have his deserved winning 
moment and moment in the sun on the centre court because it was a very bizarre final that year for obvious reasons. Yeah, it was. And, and look, a winner's still a win in terms of he had to come through those matches to get to that final to put himself in that position but just as we mentioned there we didn't even get to the final before we're speaking about the incident and and he knows it's something people talk about he knows it's something people remember the footage is still out there and he could have gone on and won that anyway but he will want to say that I came through this tournament I played exceptionally well I mean today was the first set he has dropped all tournament we talked about what he's doing in the doubles and he wants to say I was in fantastic form I'm playing great tennis I lifted this title there was no incident I purely played better than my opponent on the day and Jill Muller did a very good job today he became the first man this week to even create break points <laughs> against Marin Cilic and he took one of them first man to break the Cilic serve as well he really did fight hard but Marin Cilic just too good frankly just too good he is playing some truly sensational tennis here this week better I believe than he played when he won the title in 2012 and here he is the way I'm playing it's uh, just a amazing to get the final uh, also considering that today's match was uh, extremely high level I was, I was playing really really good throughout uh, all the match and uh, Gilles was just pushing me to the limits and uh, it, was, it was not easy to keep calm after uh, not converting a lot of break points that I had in that second set and then losing it and then uh, also beginning of the third I had love 40 lost that game but uh, eventually I got the break and uh, really played a great match now, Gilles did manage to do something today, which no other man has done this week, and that's create a break point on your serve. He only did it in one game. Do you feel like Superman when you step up to serve? No, no, I don't. But uh, just this week, I was uh, feeling really good on my serve, and especially uh, on the shots afterwards, I was uh, playing really well. And also against uh, Gilles today, I was uh, mixing it up really good and uh, and uh, just playing really well, really smart at, the, at some, at some uh, critical points and uh, it's just uh, paying off nicely. Usually I would ask you what you're going to do now to prepare for the final, but you have a double semi-final coming up later on today. Only one man has ever done the singles and doubles double here. It was Pete Sampras in 1995. How would, much would you like to be the second? Well, that would mean a lot for sure. It would be a, I haven't, I don't have a title in doubles in my career, so that would be nice, absolutely. But uh, we are playing uh, later, uh, probably the best uh, team, uh, one of the best teams in the world uh, against uh, Soares and, and Jamie Murray. So it's going to be definitely interesting match, and uh, I'm going to enjoy that and hope that uh, we're going to go through. Uh, so that was Marin Cilic, who will face Feliciano Lopez in the final tomorrow because Feliciano Lopez came through 7-5-3-6-6-2 in a rain-interrupted classic match with Grigor Dimitrov. Dimitrov, who's just shoved his tennis bag into a car and headed straight back to the hotel because he is not a happy man at all. And we've been talking so much about the fight, haven't we, in Grigor Dimitrov, about the grit of him this week, a grit that we've not necessarily always seen from him. And there was fight to a ex- certain extent today, but for me, the the biggest analysis that I can take is that he didn't play the big points well enough. He played well overall. He didn't play the big points well. No, he didn't. He started with a couple of break points in his very first game. And then there was nothing to choose between them as that first set went on. Feliciano Lopez dropped just a three points on serve in the first set. But it was in the crucial 11th game when everything had been going seemingly swimmingly on serve that Feliciano Lopez got the break and Gregor Dimitrov's level just stepped down a notch and it was Feliciano Lopez who's playing with such confidence at the moment due to Stuttgart last week beating Stan Wawrinka in the first round here that was able I mean the match point he saved in the last 
last round was absolutely incredible against Thomas Burdick, and it's something he spoke about again today because it's something he looks back on to highlight the confidence that he's playing with at the moment to enable him to play a shot like that. And I think we saw that with the way he was serving. I mean, he came into this match 40 games from 40 on serve, having not been broken. I mean, he's been in incredible form, and Grigor Dimitrov just wasn't good enough today against a man who I think maybe there is something written in the stars somewhere about whether the run ends in this final, but just getting into that final. Yeah, we'll talk about the written in the stars thing when we look ahead to the final tomorrow, because as much as there's no science in that, I can't help but agree with you. There was something about the reaction of Feliciano Lopez when he won today. I know how tough it is to get you know, to, to the finals of such a great tournament like Queen's, you know, I'm, I'm 35 years old, so I realize how difficult it is to get there. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it feels very emotional, you know, right now to me. Uh, winning three great players this week, uh, reaching the finals of Stuttgart last week. So it's everything that is happening for me right now, it's, it's, it's really... Amazing, and I'm enjoying the moment so much. So, yeah, that's why I was pretty emotional by the end of the match. That was a very emotional Feliciano Lopez. I can't fully confirm, but it looked to me like he had tears in his eyes. And certainly from what he had to say, you can understand why. This means a heck of a lot to him. He's just a few minutes ago been in press here in the room that we're sitting in now. And he said, you cannot imagine how much reaching this final means to me and I think we talked about this on our Facebook Live earlier Gigi, I think we can often be guilty of thinking oh well he's 35 years old, he's been there and done this all before, he's literally been to a Queen's final before, he's been around the block a few times, this must be just par for the course for him you know a good week but not something to get hugely emotional about, well you'd be wrong because this means, that that's as emotional as I've ever seen Feliciano Lopez. Yeah he said it was Amazing for me, especially at my age, to be here. He sat with his head in his towels on his in his towel on his bench at the end because he was so emotional. And I like what he said during his press conference that when he was a child, this was the tournament he watched and this was the tournament he wanted to win. And people talk about watching Wimbledon or Roland Garros on the clay, but he said, for me, it's the memories of watching Queens when I was young. I always wanted to play here. I always wanted to win this title. He's come here. He has had success. He's got the two titles at Eastbourne on the grass. And, and he mentioned, you know, when I've had a good run here, then I've backed it up at Eastbourne. He's currently not entered into the Eastbourne draw. Will he change things there? We don't know. And then he's gone on to play well. He's had a couple of quarterfinals at Wimbledon. I think there was a fourth round one year off the back of an Eastbourne title. So it gives him confidence. He loves this tournament. He loves playing. He loves the surface. And uh, he's looking really good. It would be an awful lot of tennis if he did go on to play Eastbourne. He played the full week in Stuttgart, the full week here. He doesn't need matches. He is 35. He's 8-1 and one on grass this year. Muller was unbeaten until Chilich beat him. But nearly 36, having had two finals, and we don't know how this one's going to end yet, I think he deserves a little bit of time off before Wimbledon. So Feliciano Lopez will have his full focus on the singles final tomorrow. For now, I'm sure he'll think about what he's going to do about Eastbourne just after that. But for now, it's all about the singles for him, unlike his opponent tomorrow, Marin Cilic. We'll talk about the final in just a minute. That's coming up in part two. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. So, we know who our finalists are. It's Feliciano Lopez. It's Marin Cilic. Cilic leads the head-to-head 5-2. He's beaten Lopez on grass before. All the stats seem to lean on the Croatian. But there's this whole written-in-the-stars thing, Gigi, isn't there? There's something about your head saying Cilic, just as my head was saying Dimitrov today, but your heart somehow this week saying Lopez. It's the meant-to-be situation, isn't it? And seeing the, the emotion of... Feliciano Lopez, he knows at the age of, of nearly 36 that there aren't going to be too many more opportunities like this. He talks about the injuries he's had at the start of the year. He's playing a lot of doubles with his partner, Mark Lopez. This time next year, will he be back in the Queen's final? I mean, you never say never, but the chances are another year on, probably not. He's come through the way he has, that cracking win against Stan Wawrinka to start things off. But he's done it the hard way. You know, the win against Thomas Burdick, who we believe has got a point to prove, and was really fired up against Grigor Dimitrov. And I think Dimitrov thought, hang on, this maybe is my chance for a second title here. So the, the star thing, I still, I, th- I think the head, my head is still ruling my heart on this one in terms of the outcome. But there is something to be said of something meant to be for the Spaniard. Yeah, I fully, you know, I'm very scientific and logical about these things. And usually I would completely disregard any talk of meant to be. But 
I just have a feeling for Feliciano Lopez. I really do. Uh, there's something about the glint in his eye, about how desperately he wants it. I know, again, completely unscientific to say that Lopez wanted it more today against Dimitrov, and I don't doubt for a second how much Dimitrov wanted that match and this title. I really don't. But there is something in the gut of Feliciano Lopez. It's something visceral in him that wants this Queen's Club title. Really something that, I mean, he said it himself in press today, it's, pretty impossible for him to express in words how much he wants to win here and I asked Grigor Dimitrov yesterday after his quarterfinal victory how much do you want to win and he said yeah look loads but he was able to put it into words which Mm. Feliciano Lopez wasn't there's something sort of intangible about his run this week and quite magical really and I think we have two really excellent sort of intriguing fairy tale storylines happening in the final tomorrow we've got Lopez you know trying to to make up for what happened in 2012, trying to trying to right the wrong of how it played out for him, you know, trying to avenge the injustice that was the way he won that title. Because I, I think he was the favourite to win that day. I think there's a very good chance he would have gone on to beat David Alvandian. But the sad thing is, we'll never know. And with Lopez, you've got this 35-year-old and, and, you know, in the sunset of his career and a guy to whom it seems to mean everything to win and I think that's wonderful and it also seems to tie in with the story of tennis this year which is over 30s having a sort of bizarre renaissance it's just a little bit odd the year so far isn't it it's uh it's been an incredible year with some incredible storylines we've got the over 30s saying I'm still here we've got the next gen guy saying oh by the way everybody we've arrived it makes for an intriguing year that we've already had and Marin Cilic, it would, uh, yeah, it would it'd be incredible. I think lovely is the way I'm describing this final. I just think it's a really lovely final. It's heartwarming, isn't it? It's one for the mums. <laughs> Either of them, if you brought them home to your mum, they'd be delighted. They're the sort of men, you know, they're the sort of chaps that, that you know, just likeable chaps, just likeable stories, likeable chaps. You wish them well, and it's a shame one of them has to lose. There you go. All the cliches in sport. Um, you've mentioned the next gen, which means we should probably mention what's going on over in Halle, because um, you might not know this, but other tennis has been happening this week uh, in uh, in Birmingham and in Halle. In Halle, the final that they've got over there is the clash of those generations. It's Roger Federer against Sasha Zverev. Federer came through against Hatchinov today, 6-4, even, uh, an 11th Halle final for him in his fourth of the year. That's ridiculous. And Sasha Zverev beat Richard Gasquet, 4-6, 6-4, 6-3. He's already won three titles this season. And as our producer points out in our running order, is German. I'm glad he pointed that out. But being in Halle, being German, he's already won a title on clay in Germany. And that was the first time... Um, Sasha Zverev had won a title on home soil on And he's the clay. beaten Federer this year. OK, it was in an exhibition, but he's done it. So if he could win two titles in Germany this year, and if this second one could be on grass against Federer, I, I, do, think that's, I do think that's mouth-watering because we know that Federer stop-started on the grass and then he's here in Haller, a tournament he absolutely adores in the final. There's Sasha Zverev, who won that title in Rome, beating Novak Djokovic, and then went out in the first round of the French Open and then he stormed back. And he was also in the doubles, had a semi-final in the doubles with his brother Misha playing so well at the moment. But we're still waiting to see exactly where is Sasha Zverev. We know he's so good. We know he's going to be so good and even better. But putting him up against someone like Roger Federer on this surface is going to be intriguing. Who will the crowd support? 
That's a really interesting one, isn't it? It's so it's always so it's interesting still to be know Roger Federer, Federer against a home player. Who I does the crowd support? I think it's Who were they Federer. when Tommy Haas beat Roger Federer in the opening round in Stuttgart last week? It was a lot Federer still. It was a lot Federer, but I don't think it was any more than fifty fifty. But still, I mean, Tommy Haas has got the, a, got a big emotional factor going for him. Tour. The farewell tour, so there's that playing in as think, well. I'm not sure Federer ever has less than fifty percent. And I think a lot of people are still getting to know Sasha Zverev. It might be packful in the final of hardcore tennis fans that watch this week in week out. If it's not, if there are people that dip in and out of tennis or maybe they've been given tickets, then they might not really know Sasha Zverev or how good he is. Yes, they'll know he's German, but not what an exciting prospect he is. So I still think that the, you know, Federer fans probably booked their tickets a year in advance of the final, expecting him to be in the Halle final. So it might just be packed full of Federer nutters. Do you know what? That's a very, very good point, actually. You've won me over. Federer's going to have the support. Did you know, this is a fantastic stat from producer Dave, Zverev, Sasha Zverev, was six years old when Roger Federer reached his first Halle final. That's disgustingly young, isn't it? He's just disgustingly young. Suddenly feel really old. It was in 2003, by the way. Just feeling old. Thanks for saving me from doing the maths there, Dave. So that's Halle in Birmingham, though, in the WTA event in Birmingham. They have a very intriguing final, too. Also, fantastic, emotional, heartwarming stories. Petra Kvitova will take on Ash Barty of Australia. Kvitova beat Safarova 6-1, and then Safarova retired trailing, or leading one love in the second set. And Ash Barty, uh, the Australian comeback kid, of course, left, left tennis to go and play cricket, played for a team in Brisbane very successfully, decided she missed tennis, came back to it. She beat Garbini Muguruza today, 3-6-6-4-6-3. I love that final. I can't believe how well Kvitova is doing so early into her return. It was six months ago that she was stabbed in the hand and suffered an immense physical and emotional trauma. She still only has partial sensation in her left hand, in her racket hand. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it, it's when she held the press conference in Paris and she said, look, I'm here and I'm going to enter. Then she won her first round match. Everyone was uh, absolute light and everyone was very emotional. We know this is a surface for her, the two-time Wimbledon champion, but to still be on that comeback trail. Going into this match with Safarova, she was 9-0 in the head-to-head. Safarova's right thigh was very, very, very heavily strapped. It was um, in her quarterfinal, so moving into the semi-final, it was always going to be difficult for Safarova, but Kvitova still had to get out there and play Barty over Muguruza. That is huge for Ash Barty beating Garbino Muguruza. I just think that's an incredible result for she the She loves the grass. Not that Muguruza doesn't, of course, a, a, a former Wimbledon finest, but Ash Barty loves grass. You can get, you can get under the skin of Muguruza. You can upset her emotionally and, and mentally. Yeah, the finger wag in she Paris, can, the yeah. finger wag. Emotionally, you, you can really get to Muguruza. I didn't have a chance to see any of that match, but, but Barty, she, she's feisty, she's fun, she's lovely, she's got a great game. Maybe it's still a little bit of the unknown to Muguruza. Maybe Muguruza would have thought she was heavy favourite to go through in that one. But uh, yeah, fantastic win for Barty against Kvitova. It's, it's another lovely final. And, and she's another person another tennis player ash barty that has this joy about playing tennis i think a lot of it is to do with going away getting some space and time away from it to fully appreciate it and reflect on it 
uh, and she's come back with this fresh joy for the sports. What Federer has got, not that I don't think Federer has ever stepped on a tennis court and not felt joy, but it's he been re- didn't play cricket. It's been revitalised since he spent that time away from the sport. We've had guys talking about it this week. Jill Muller talked to us about that yesterday. I really think there's something immensely joyous about watching Ash Barty play tennis, and I think. That's great, and I think that's going to be a fantastic final. Good luck to them in Birmingham tomorrow. Good luck with staving off the weather in Birmingham, uh, and good luck to ourselves for doing the same. I think, Gigi, it might be the inevitable, unavoidable prediction moment. Yes, I think on Facebook Live, for all of them, or are we, are we going to do? Are we going to do the three? Let's do all of them while Let's we're do here. The three. Um, I'll start with what I believe to be the easiest prediction, and I think Christopher will come through against Barty. I just think the game is too big, and if she serves as she does, I just think it'll be too much for Barty. So I... segue here: Is it going to be a day for the big lefty serve? Is Lopez going to do it? Oh, so that one's next, is it? Right. Um, I. It wasn't going to be next. Haller was going to be next, but because I had the lefty serve, yeah, no, fine, link, no, we'll I, keep, we'll I, I went with it. Heading that way. As much as I think there is something a little bit mystical and, and star aligning about mystical. Lopez, I just think the way Cilic is playing and the focus and the fire of the belly of the Croatian, but at the same time how relaxed I see him around the place, I am going for Cilic to win. And Federer and Zverev? I think this might... Federer. It's big side. big I'm going, side. I'm going for... I, I've watched a couple of Zverev's matches in Halle this week and he's, he's looked good. He's had to come back from a set down and he went to three against Gasquet but I still think that is he a bit too green? I think he's a bit too green on the grass for Federer, and I do <sighs> think in that one, as good as Zverev is, and he's going to be world number one one day. I'm going with the experience of Federer, and I can't tell you how much you have made producer Dave's eyes light up because there is nothing he likes more in life than a pun. And that was that an inadvertent one? Yes. They're the best ones. So I congratulate you, Gigi. I congratulate us as a podcast. They're doing a high five. And I think I am going to agree with you on everything apart from Lopez and Chilich. I'm going to go Sticking with, the stars. with Lopez. I'm going to be unscientific for a change and go with the stars. And I'm going to go for Lopez. But I agree, Federer and Kvitova. So I'm going to repeat my cliche that I think it's a terrible shame that one of them has to leave. So tomorrow what we have is the final Marin Cilic, Feliciano Lopez. Then we have the resumption of the double semi-final between Marin Cilic and Marcin Mikowski up against Jamie Murray and Bruno Suarez. And then after a suitable amount of rest, I doubt too much rest because it's only the resumption of that match. At most they have a Champions tie break and a few games to play. It all starts at midday UK time tomorrow. We'll have a preview of it all around about 11 with Greg Rosetsky on our Facebook Live channel, Aegon Championships Facebook page. And uh, we'll have a wrap, not with Greg, but with Gigi and I at the end of play, also on our Facebook channel, Aegon Championships. And we will have our final tennis podcast of the week. Gigi, it's going to be emotional. I think it will be. We'll see you then. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry shampoo, Chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.